Episode 52, Grant Morrison's The Multiversity, Part 3. Welcome back to the comic book time machine time travelers. We are here to talk about multiversity. This is our multiversity discussion part three, where we are talking about the next three issues of multiversity, which are Mastermen, the multiversity guidebook and Thunderworld. Two men enter. One man leaves. That's not right. Anyway, I'm Ben Avery, and I've been joined by my friend Matt Anderson. Hello. And Daniel Butcher. Yo, yo. And I think it's time for us to start talking about this thing, man. Yeah, that's right. So if you remember last time we did this, each of the three of us took one individual issue to summarize. Tonight, Ben will be taking Thunderworld Adventures. I will be taking the Multiversity Guidebook. And Daniel will be taking Master Men. Ben. The best one of all. One. Ben, yours came out first. Should we just do them chronologically? Wait, mine came out first? Yeah, yeah Thunderworld's Thunderworld. first. Thunderworld's, oh, it is first. Okay. Do you want me to do I, I forgot how much I got excited about this until I was rereading it for this recording. Hey, you know what? I got the I got the uh, dates right here for Thunderworld. Well, I got February cover date. I've got release date, December 17th, 2014. That makes sense. That's a long time ago. Wow. No wonder I forgot how much I was excited to buy this one. Because the next issue that is going to be part four of our conversation um, really got me excited. The one we're not talking about today. But this one, when I was rereading it, I was just, oh. In my notes, I just wrote, loving this, loving this. It's a pretty simple story that involves time travel that may or may not be necessary as far as time travel goes. But the Rock of Eternity is attacked by another Rock of Eternity, an even bigger Rock of Eternity. And what's the Rock of Eternity? Well, that's the place where Shazam, the wizard, lives, who gave Captain Marvel and his family their powers. And they're attacked by a bigger one. And who's on it? Well, it's Dr. Savannah. Dr. Savannah with his three children, who are identified to me as three sins of lazy pride and envy. And he has scientifically replicated the magic that turns the Marvel family into their marvelous, super-powered selves. And in doing so, he turns his three children into marvelous, super-powered selves. Now, so far, not much multiversity going on until we find out that, well, there's some time travel shenanigans going on. You've got all sorts of people from all sorts of different time periods on Main Street in this modern-day city. Billy Batson, child reporter, is reporting on it all. And he is visited by a future Billy Batson who tells him to look at the sun, look at the clock. Then we find out why this is a multiversity story. And that is that Savannah has been visited and is joining up and teaming up with other Dr. Savannah's from parallel worlds because they have realized that parallel worlds are sending messages to each other through comic books. Specifically for this Dr. Savannah, the Society of Superheroes, which was the first comic to come out of the Multiversity series after Multiversity number one, I believe. It was the first one. And so they are hollowing out the Rock of Eternity, stealing time from it, stealing it so they can conquer all the universes. And the wizard says, you're, you're cutting out the heart of the universe. You'll have the universes, but they won't be worth anything because they won't be worth having. And then we have this other cool concept, and that is they have now inserted a, an eighth day of creation, Savannah Day. And they're doing it by importing time from other dimensions. So meanwhile, the Savannah family and the Marvel family fight. The Marvel family, of course, is protecting people and using things like, you know, backhoes as clubs to hit a bad guy to the moon, tricking them to say their name because they say Savannah to transform. We find out it was only a distraction. 
because they brought the Monster Society, which is another great Captain Marvel villain team group. And they're coming and they have to fight the Monster Society. But wait, that itself is only a distraction because Savannah is conquering the multiverse. But who would show up but the Lieutenant Marvels? Of course, the Captain Marvel is, you know, he's Captain. But Lieutenant Marvels report in. And these are all characters, you know, like uh, the Tiger. What's his name? Uh, Tawny. Mm-hmm. Ta- yeah, Tawny the Ta- Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. And so they report in. We'll take care of this. And Mary and Marvel Jr. say, hey, you go ahead. You go find Savannah. Take care of this. Stop him. We'll take care of the society of monsters here. And so Cap, he goes through his original subway where he first met the wizard and flies through there. And we get this awesome double page splash of all these sub uh, subway trains. There's more than 52 of them, by the way. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. Meanwhile, Savannah realizes that uh, there's this kind of hierarchy of evil. You have one Savannah who says, I'm just a Nobel Prize winning scientist with some personal problems. All my counterparts are are criminals. And then the uh, Savannah from this Earth that we're on, which is Earth 5, he realizes that one of his uh, counterparts is this kind of Hannibal Lecter-ish evil, insane man. But Cap comes in, he invades, and Savannah, he becomes Black Savannah, which is a combination of Dr. Savannah and Black Adam. I love it. It's science versus magic, which are just two sides of the same human coin. And then he turns back into Billy Batson. He goes back in time to tell himself to watch the sun, watch the clock. And then uh, he goes back to the present day. He becomes Captain Marvel again. They fight. He wins. And then they read Savannah's comic, The Society of Superheroes, which was canceled in their universe. And uh, they reflect on this and say, oh, so this are, there's other us's out there. And maybe people are reading us as a comic book. And Marvel Jr. Noted, notes that this was canceled. And, and Captain Marvel says, no wonder. What happened to happy endings? And then in the comic, the character says, I'm going to get out and destroy everything. And as they're looking at that, Captain Marvel just says, ah, it looks like it's tomorrow's big adventure. And with big cheesy grins on their face, they fly into the sunset. And I loved this story. Loved it. I have one problem with it. Minor problem com- compared to how much I enjoyed reading this just fun adventure story. The ending sums up my feelings exactly. It has a happy ending. They win the day. They have fun doing it. And we're enjoying how they, they win. It's it's just good stuff. So what are your thoughts on this, guys? Daniel, you want to go first? Oh, sure, I'll go first. Um, so I'm not a huge Captain Marvel fan. Um, I've been a little upset with Captain Marvel, you know, since he... Well, he is the reason why Aquaman's not in Justice League War, the movie. Um, so I have some resentment and anger towards him. Um, so I was really shocked at how much I actually enjoyed this. And I love the Easter eggs of things like the Lieutenant Marvels and the Monster Society of Evil. I also find it interesting that this to me is a story that definitely continues on into some of the other issues when we get to them. Yeah, yeah. It's some of the issues in the past. No, we've got breadcrumbs such as the Society of Superheroes, um, you know, comic. We see that, you know, as a bread come to the past but this is one that really is going to continue on in the future it's interesting i was doing some reading and the way grant morrison wanted all of these to feel is that there is more story to come not necessarily story he'll write but that there could be more story to come in every single one of these titles and this is the one that feels the most like that too there's more story there's more so matt yeah, so Daniel had mentioned he doesn't find himself to be a big fan of Captain Marvel, but I, for whatever reason, love Captain Marvel. I have liked him for a long time. I like his look. I like the history of the character coming out of Fawcett Comics. Uh, when it originally came to DC, I think they called this Earth S, but then they made it into a numeral, so it's Earth 5 now instead. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. I, the only thing I don't like is how they have to market this character as Shazam. I mean, here they do Thunderworld Adventures, so that's good. But uh, in modern time, I don't like how they have to call it Shazam, since that's the word he says to activate his power. 
Uh, I, don't, I think that they're going to run into some problems there if people start to, re- to refer to him as Shazam. But we can. Well, about. that's his name now, actually, in in New Fifty Two. I know it's it's messed up because he can never say his name uh, <laughs> because his powers will go away as soon as he introduces himself. So, yeah. Yeah, or or they'll appear. Exactly. Hi, it's me. He who cannot be named. <laughs> but but you know more specifically the story at first you know and you did cover some of this Ben but on the surface it just seems like a you know classic hero versus villain but then underneath the surface you have this continuation with multiversity where you see the parallel worlds and you see that they're communicating to each other through these comic books um, you know I, I loved where Savannah says let me get the quote here this is him talking to all of his counterparts on the other earths. Working together, we madmen built a bridge between worlds, each donating enough rare suspendium to construct an entire synthetic day to our exact specifications, a day where we finally get what we want. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just fun to see these guys, uh, like this crazy society of savannas, or the, I'm not sure, that, are they the League of... The Legion of Savannas is what they're Legion. called. Yeah, yeah Legion of Savannas. Uh, but the classic art style was fun. Uh, I love the old style of storytelling. So this was a great read. I, and honestly, every issue of Multiversity that we've purchased and talked about, I feel like I've completely got my money's worth. So this yep. is one of the best things I've read in recent history. I mean, not just this issue, but the whole series. There's not so far. I mean, as of this fifth issue that we're talking about, uh, there hasn't been a stinker in the bunch. No. And it, it, well, I, I still wasn't a huge fan of issue number one. Yeah, but that's you. Oh, man, I like wow. this one. <laughs> I mean, for me, there hasn't been a stinker in the bunch. For me. Wow. Totally agree. I have feelings. Can well, I, I? So I actually, of them that we've, we've read, I love the one I get to talk about next. Should I move well, on wait, to? Wait, wait, not yet, though, because I do have one problem with this. Okay. And that is this pretty simple thing of Billy Batson goes back in time to tell himself from the past to watch the sun, watch the clock. So present self is telling past self something that future self needs to do. And my question to you guys is, isn't that something you can do without time travel? Like, if you have the idea, you don't need to go back in time and tell your past self, hey, sometime in the future, do this, because he doesn't use that information until after he comes back. And it's the future him that uses this information. It's like he could have just stayed there and been like, hey, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'll be honest. That didn't really dawn on me, but the way you're describing it, that makes sense. Well, because I, I was reading it and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Him from the past or him from the future is coming to tell himself. And, of course, then I'm watching to see how is this paying off. It doesn't really pay off. Like, the whole subplot of going back in time, it just doesn't pay off. It's cool. I love time travel. But this was the one tiny misstep in this in this whole thing. But I, I enjoy it, too. I mean, you got the narrator at the beginning breaking the fourth wall which is happening in all of our comics here. We've got fourth wall breaking down all the time. Mm-hmm. So the wizard Shazam, he is narrating and he's talking directly to us and saying, oh, I'm doing my narration voice. Oh, wait. Oh, here's some, here comes someone. <laughs> and then Savannah seems to take it and, and break the fourth wall too. It looks like he's talking to us, but then it turns out he's talking to his kids who, if you know anything about Shazam lore, then you know about the seven deadly sins or the statues on the way to the subway. You have three of those deadly sins represented by Savannah's kids. And it just, and then the idea of other yous and other universes, that's just fun to think about. And you have our characters doing that here. So I love this comic. It's my favorite one that I've read today of the multiversity. <laughs> hey, can I ask you a quick question? And uh, this might be one of those cases where you said that Grant Morrison is setting these up so that they can be continued if anybody ever wants to, or just at least have the feel that there's more to come. Uh, uh-huh. So this may be. An unanswerable question, but on the page where, so it's kind of towards the end, right before you have the big full page half spread of the monsters on the ground and everybody's winning one page back, yeah. you've got the Hannibal version, Hannibal Lecter version of Savannah on the TV screen. Do you see that? Yeah. And he, he says, says this now, is, now I've seen her. I want that girl. Yeah. Who's he talking about? Well, we'll find out in your comic. 
I think I might I might have missed it. So maybe you have to help me when we get there. Yeah, yeah. He he totally he totally reveals what he's talking about in in the comic you're going to talk about right now. Just tell me. Just tell me so we can because we're gonna, we're going to get there. Is he t- okay? I thought it was Mary Marvel, but I wasn't yeah. certain. Okay, because yeah. okay, so I have my notes here to do an overall description, but then the three of us together can dive in a little bit deeper. So, okay, you had mentioned that this is your that Thunderworld was your favorite. This guidebook was my favorite read so far because, well, for a couple different reasons. But the first one is when I heard about this, I thought you know it's got a, a higher cover price than the rest. That all of them are about three ninety nine. This was six ninety nine. Uh, it's called the guidebook. No oh, other so title. Seven ninety nine. Oh, really? Seven ninety nine. Okay. Seven ninety nine. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I thought this is just going to be a straight guidebook. Uh, flip through and read about all the different fifty two universes. There'll be a map in there. I didn't realize I was going to get a story, but I was so excited about that. And and they weaved it together so well. Uh, so this came out. Let's see. You can go back in your time machines and get this on January twenty first. 2015, 71 pages of goodness. Here we go. So this story t- uh, picks up right from where Thunderworld left off. You have this legion of savannas uh, still there as the bad guys, and they're attacking a pretty innocent world. This is Earth 42, and in on Earth 42, all the different characters are kind of I, they're kid versions of themselves, right? Is this from like DC Kids comics, like Little Gotham? I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've got Kid Batman. Which is not his name, but that's what I'll call him for clarity. But it's not Bruce Wayne under the mask. It's actually Dick Grayson. Uh, so he's there. He's with his uh, little kid Justice League. And then uh, a portal opens up and an armored Batman comes through. Now, this is a Batman from Earth-17. Uh, they try to work together to figure out what's going on. And in, in the melee, Kid Batman picks up a comic that Savannah left behind. And it's the comic that we're currently reading in this guidebook. Yes. <laughs> so... He believes it to be a book of maps of other worlds, um, and so and and we'll get there. But man, it's it's done so well uh, in the distant future. Then, uh, as we continue on with the story, we're on Earth fifty one. You've got Commandy and his friends. They discover the secret origins of the Monitor and the Anti Monitor. Now, in our events episode, I had a chance to talk about these two characters. This is straight out of Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, but th- it's more than that. They also learn more about DC history. So they find out uh, that there was a character named Science Monitor Dax Novu. And now, I'll, I'll continue on with the description here in a second, but is this the, the monitor that was possessed at the beginning of Multiversity? Is that Dax Novu or is that a different character? I, I believe it is. Okay. Okay, so then the comic goes into the history of the multiverse. So they, they tell... This comic is telling the story of the beginning of the Silver Age of comics with Barry Allen, with the Barry Allen version of Flash. Then there's a direct reference to the Crisis on Infinite Earths. After this, there's an indirect reference to Zero Hour, which is also called Crisis in Time. Then they show they flash scenes from the first Infinite Crisis. Oh, sorry, from uh, not the first, just from Infinite Crisis. Then they go to Final Crisis, and then we see a scene from Flashpoint. Yes, and and they just continue so, to kind of unfold this history of the DC multiverse. So then, well, well, and I think a big one you missed here is a scene from Fifty Two, the new Fifty Two. No, 52. Oh, 52. The pre-Flashpoint. Okay. With Booster Gold and all that good stuff. Right. Yeah. So then in the middle... Because that, that again, that establishes 52 universes before we even have a new 52. That's true. And I, and and Grant Morrison has been working on multiversity all the way back to when 52 first came out. So, uh, okay. So then in the middle of the book, we get a full map of the multiverse, color-coded, numbered. It's awesome. Then they go into this... Really z- tiny words. Yeah. Now, now, can I just chime in with my LCS's biggest complaint about this book? Your local comic book shop guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, the first thing he said to me is that he said that the editors blew it. Why? And I said, what? He goes, yeah, they blew it. Why? This, this comic needs to open because, it, you know, it's got a center line. It's nice and heavy. It needs to open on that map. Oh. Uh, so when you, you know, when you put it down on its spine... What you get is Earth 11 through Earth 13. Yeah. And and I think he makes a good point that ideally, if you were to flop this thing open, it'd be on the map. Yep. I can see that. Except for one thing. Story-wise, they'd have to put extra pages of story. And the other thing is, this is going to be collected into a multiversity graphic novel. 
And yeah, but I'm not buying the- it like that. Well, you're not, but that's the ultimate destination mm-hmm. for this. So, although the all this haunted comic stuff that they're doing and all of the the messages from one comic to another, it it works better if you're reading it in the floppies because that's what the characters are reading. You know what? It, I- Floppy comics. This is a great point, Ben. I've thought that numerous times, especially we're not going to talk about Alter Comics tonight, but when uh, I was re- when I, I was so bad. I, I haven't even read it, so settle down. Okay, well when I was reading settle that down. without this is no spoilers, but when I was reading that, I just was thankful because I don't read very many comics in the floppy form. I read a lot of trades, a lot of hardcovers. But that of every series I've ever read in the history of my comic reading, ever, this is the one series that should be read, I think, in comic form. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm enjoying this so much. Okay, let me keep going. So we, yeah. we had the map. Um, I enjoyed the map. I read everything in it. It's not. It doesn't reveal as much as when we get to the actual Earth by Earth guidebook. So there is a little bit of story break just to explain what the Kid Batman and Armored Batman are about to look at, and so we know as readers then that they're also reading what we're about to read, which is. Earth's one through no, I think it's zero through fifty-one, yeah. um, and an explanation of each of the characters and the Earth, and some of the some of them are mysteries still, so they left some things up in the air. But man, the guidebook is actually better than I ever imagined, just because of the in-story reasons that there's a full explanation for each Earth in the multiverse. It's it's perfect. Well, what does it says? These are these are files in the 52 known worlds of something called the local multiverse. Data compiled by some kind of super race. Okay, yeah, the mo- that's the in comic book form. <laughs> yeah, and they're turning the pages as we are. Then, right? I mean, it, I've seen the story device before, but it's fun. It's just fun. And it's done really well here. So then, after the full descriptions of each Earth, the story picks back up, and we find out that the son of the monitor that was taken over. Back in the first issue that we read, uh, he was taken over by the Gentry, uh, is planning to unleash Darkseid on the multiverse. And I think it's in this book. I read a couple different ones, so I can't remember. But I think it's in this book where they were, where we find out that there is only one Darkseid in the multiverse. So I, I know some people have asked, you know, when you have the New 52 universe being attacked by Darkseid, but then also the Earth 2 universe being attacked, is that two different Darksides? But this confirms that there is just one Darkseid. Um, so that, that original monitor, you know, he's totally bad now, corrupted. So then we have the new gods pop up into the story and they're, <laughs> they're in the future. New gods, you know, they're heavily related to Darkseid, uh, and his stories. So the new gods are going to try to help Commandy solve this problem. Okay. So then back to the two Batman, the armored one and the kid Batman, they're realizing that each universe has its own sound or its own pitch. And then the kid Batman goes through a portal to Armored Batman's Earth-17. <laughs> Meanwhile, Armored Batman stays and fights the Savannah robots. Okay, so right as we head towards wrap-up here, Kid Batman finds out that he and all of his friends, all these kid characters from the All Ages comics, they're all actually robots, <laughs> which is messed up. Then the Armored Batman is rescued by the House of Heroes. These are the good guys that we saw in issue one of Multiversity, and who will be the main characters in the final issue that's coming out here next week as we record. Uh, and we're told that the multi the multiverse is under full-scale attack. So just then we hear the voice of someone. Now, I, I'm, not posi- I'm not positive about this, but I believe just from reading through the story that this someone that we're hearing, of, hearing the voice of is known as the Empty Hand. Is that what you guys gathered? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so the Empty Hand speaks... And then he activate, activates all the robots that look like the kid versions of the superheroes that are around the multiverse. So their eyes are turning red, so we know they're bad because red eyes means evil. So uh, so there's bad guy versions of these kid superheroes in the House of Heroes. They're on Earth-17. They're on Earth-42. Possibly other places, but those are the only three we know for sure. And that's where the issue ends, that all the kid robots turn bad. Well, I don't know if all the kid robots turn bad. At least the dead ones that were left behind on Earth-42. Okay. So you have zombie, kid, robot, evil people. Heroes. Yeah. And it's really disturbing. Because when we saw them in the first page where they died, Aquaman kid robot has like a spear through his chest. 
Martian Manhunter kid robot is being burned to death by Hannibal Lecter Savannah. And uh, Cyborg kid robot is melted into the ground. <laughs> hey, I don't think it's all the. I don't think it's just the dead ones because Wonder the kid Wonder Woman, who is, is she, uh, in the yeah. House of Heroes. Uh, You're right there. It is. She turns bad, and the kid Steel turns bad. So it's every robot. Yeah. So I'm guessing that Batman will turn bad too. Yeah. yeah. So the empty hand says, "Get up, reset. <laughs> you have died before, and you will die many times more before I am done with you. See how my hand is empty." And then okay. they and then they say their code phrase is. Empty is the hand. So this is basically like Order 66. Or is this, on a more metaphorical level, just superheroes in general? Oh, right. How they always come back. They're destroyed, and then they're just reformed, reset, brought back up to do what they need to do for the story's sake. Well, that's what I'm... Well, that's not... not To to me, the empty hand is Grant Morrison. I think the empty hand is the writer of the comic. Totally. (laughs) And this is where we find out that they're robots and stuff. And, and in the description of Earth 42 that we read as we're going through all the Earths, it says that there's a terrible secret. And then when we turn the page after we're done with those descriptions and we come back to little Batman. Oh, I must be from this is Earth 42. But what terrible secret are we hiding? Yeah. Well, terrible secret. You're all robots. You're all automatons. You're not you don't have free agency. You don't have free will. Now, do we know if that is part of the little, the little Gotham and all that good stuff? I don't well, know. I think it's meant to be similar to it because he's actually reading a little Gotham comic. Yeah. So, so I mean, are they actually robots, or are they just an all kids, all family version? I think it might be. I don't think they're the exact ones from Little Gotham, but I think they're supposed to be like those ones. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's. So much fun stuff in this. You're talking about Commandy finding out all the back history of the, the universes. They find it out by reading comic books that they find in Darkseid's tomb. <laughs> Darkseid had a heck of a pull list. He did, man. And then uh, the whole thing with the Savannas, when they come to Earth 42, Earth 42 cartoon Savannah comes. And he's like, I've never actually killed anyone before because <laughs> he's from the kitty universe, right. you know, and it's it's funny. It's disturbing. And then I, I couldn't tell you the page number it's on, but it's right before. Uh, it's as they're leaving. The ad is for Superman number 38. It's the one with half a page of the Captain Marvels have found them and they are coming upon us or whatever. And that's where uh, Hannibal Lecter Savannah says, you others go ahead. I think I'll just stick around for a closer look at pretty little. Oh, Mary yeah. Cole. There it is. So that's where that reveal comes. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, that's good that you saw that. Yeah, th- and that's the only appearance by the Marvels in this book. Yeah. But the Savannah stuff is directly right after. Yeah, it, you get the sense it's definitely the same one. The, the same. crazy guy. Hannibal yeah. one. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, there's only one crazy Hannibal Lecter one, I think. Let's hope. Well, because all these 51 Earths that we're reading about then, there's a Savannah from each of those mm-hmm. or from most of those. And it's cool. These Earths, you know, you have the Tangent Universe, which I'm listening to a podcast about that right now called Parallel Lines. Great podcast, but interesting. You've got Earth 33, which is next, the next issues that we're going to discuss in our next episode about this stuff. Uh, Ultra Comics. You've got... Um, You've got Bizarro Earth. You've got Captain Carrot's Earth. You've got Kingdom Come Earth. You've got, uh, you know, all these different uh, New Frontier Earth. Uh, this is basically laying out what Earths exist, all of them, with the option to come back and make some new ones that we haven't thought of yet. Because there's yeah, there's like, a few question marks. Yeah. yeah, I have a, I have one right here in front of me just so that. The reader or listeners can get a feel. So it says, "I'm I'm happen to be out here on Earth. I don't even know which one. It just says Earth number two of seven unknown worlds, created by an inner chamber of seven monitor magi for a mysterious purpose." And then so, yeah, there's a there's a bunch that just say that yeah. So twenty four, twenty five, twenty seven, twenty eight. They're all mystery universes, or and they all have that same kind of thing. Except you get to like Earth 46 and it's number six of seven unknown worlds. The second most mysterious of seven unknown Earths. 
Earth 49 is number seven of seven, the most mysterious of seven unknown. So they're, you know, they're setting up some stuff, but I think some of that is they're setting up stuff they don't know what they're going to do yet. Well, and I definitely do want to see more of some of these worlds. Well, yeah, I, I wonder if there's some of, of these worlds we've loved. I mean, the Red Sun world, in the sense of love, we've really enjoyed those stories in the past. Yeah. Hey, me, and, Empire, and Earth One's page is definitely an advertisement for the Earth One line. Yes. The, Look, the Earth One graphic novels, which that's on my reading list of things that you were talking about, Matt. It's uh, mixed. Little, little, uh, Easter egg here for for a future episode that we're going to be talking about. But. Okay, I won't I don't want to talk about this too much, but just this morning, no, this afternoon, I read Convergence number zero, so I got a good day, a good deal on pre-ordering it, um, and that's kind of what leads out of well, actually, it's, it's the current event, this two month event that's happening, and I in a lot of ways, this guidebook shows you the worlds that are going to appear <laughs> and battle in Convergence, and I just want to say. You, for convergence, you, you say that though, and I was reading Convergence Aquaman, and I don't see this Aquaman in here. Yes, I well, get. I guess you're saying. I'm just saying. Convergence number zero ha- had some of these same characters showing up in in that book, so I feel like this guidebook could possibly point towards some of those. But I don't know. I I won't talk about it too much. But Convergence was. I mean, as a first book, I thought that was pretty good. I know the zero issues are usually more of a prelude rather than the real series which will start with one but it got me interested i definitely i liked it i liked the idea of it i hadn't thought i would buy it prior to reading number zero and i'm tempted to just pick up number one and see how it how it reads but in case you don't know it's gonna convergence is gonna pit all the different universes against each other in a a battle just like secret wars basically which is happening over in marvel it's the exact same story only dc instead of marvel now earth eight is the uh uh, what do they call that? Major comics? Is that what it is? Oh, the Marvel it's, fake? It's the fake Marvel world. And then Earth 41, I think, is meant to be like a fake image. Because that's where Dino Cop comes from, who just reminds me of Savage Dragon. Totally. Yeah, and definitely. There's a couple of fake Marvels. Because there's one that's really similar to 8, but not quite. Really? Which yeah. one? Uh, Earth 3 is a society, or the crime syndicate of America, or the Society of Supervillains. Earth four well, is the. Let's, uh, let's just start. Char- let, let's just start from the top, real quick. This will just take a second to read through these. Okay. Okay. So we did zero. Oh no, we haven't. Let's start at zero. Go ahead, Ben. You just take this part. Well, Earth zero is the DC universe as it exists right now. Yeah, the regular and New Fifty Two. So that's the New Fifty Two. Earth one is the graphic novels they're doing. J. Michael Straczynski is doing the Superman ones. Jeff Johns is doing the Batman ones. They did a Teen Titans one. Um, Earth two, not familiar with. But it's but Earth it's two. Earth two from the Based New Fifty Two. Yeah, Earth two. No, the, Earth three I, is the evil superhero villain one, as seen in Forever Evil. Yeah, with Ultraman and Owlman in them. Earth four is the Charlton Comics superheroes who were turned into Watchmen. That's the episode that we did where we read about these guys doing a Watchmen like like series. Yeah, Pax yeah, Americana. Pax Americana. Yeah. Earth five is Thunderworld. That we just talked about. And that would basically Fawcett. Yeah, Fawcett. Earth 6 is an Elseworlds, I'm assuming. So, yeah, just a random kind of analog to DC. Got a lot of the same characters. I almost, I, I, I'd have to go back and look, but this reminds me of the Stan Lee creates the DC universe. That is one of the worlds that Convergence is going to tackle. Because oh, at, the, at the end so of issue... Yeah, at the end of issue number zero for Convergence, they had a similar thing to this guidebook where they listed out all the worlds that will be a part of Convergence, and that Stan Lee one was one of them. So it's just imagine Stan Lee presents the DC Universe, and yeah, this Batman reminds me of that, the Screen Lantern reminds me of that. It's really rusty in my memory. But Now, seven here, this is the one that I said, seven and eight are both versions oh, of the okay. Marvel Universe. Yeah, I can see it totally. In fact, it says on this world, the history of Earth 8 was recreated with subtle differences. So, yeah, there it is. Good job, Captain America. And then there's Earth 8. And they, by the way, they have different symbols for each number. Yeah, and Earth so, 8 has a, a, a classic DC style yeah. logo. Yeah. Earth 9 is a tangent universe. Earth 10, is that what you were talking about? Is this the. It's red. Uh, well, no, that's uh, Masterman. Yeah, this is the Masterman. Ten is Masterman, which we're going to talk about in a moment. Yep. 
Earth Eleven seems to be gender swap universe because you have a superwoman, a wondrous man, an aqua woman, bat woman, that kind of thing. Earth Twelve this is the Beyond universe, yeah, like Batman, Batman Beyond. Beyond. Yeah, I think that's a good way to call it. It's a it's a little bit in the future, and the focus is Batman Beyond. Earth-13 is kind of the dark universe, uh, DC dark kind of characters. You have a swamp man. You have a fate character. You have the demon. Who super, is demon. super demon. So. Earth-14. Who knows? That's so the, that, so Earth-14 is the first of the seven unknown worlds. Yeah. Earth-15. The so-called perfect universe was destroyed during a rampage by the deranged and so-called Superboy Prime of Earth-33, during which billions of fictional lives were lost, and the delicate structure of space-time itself was irreparably damaged. I don't, what, is this from a DC story? I don't know that one. I need you to be careful, because Earth-33 is Ultra, and I haven't read it. Okay. So walk carefully. Oh, we, 33 is Ultra. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Earth 16 is the me, Earth me, which we talked about last episode about multiversity. Yeah, the just? Is that the just? The just, yep. Earth 17 is where mechanical armored Batman came from. And yeah, they, this is re- tied into that Earth 15. Wanting that. They're definitely looking for their version of Arthur's Grail. Yeah. Earth 18 is a Western world. I think also pulling from some Elseworlds type of stuff, but I'm not exactly sure about that one. Earth-19 seems to be a Victorian steampunk type world. That, again, this one I do recognize from, from some of the, the Elseworlds stuff. I, have, I haven't read Gotham by Gaslight, but is this from that? Have you read that? It might be. Uh, I've read it. I can't tell you. I recognize Wonder Woman, actually, I th- from, from the one that was, I don't even know which one it was called. But the general problem is, is you have to struggle because you're getting one image in a, a small paragraph. But the images you get, like Earth Twenty, is a society of superheroes. But Earth Twenty One, that is new frontier. Frontier. That's in frontier. And uh, let's see, it probably was even drawn by him. It looks like it was drawn yeah, by Tim. Dar- no, Dar- is that Darwin Cook or he writes those? Darwin Cook, yeah. Let's see, Earth-21, drawn by Darwin Cook. Yep. 22, Kingdom Come. Yeah. Great picture. Just because they're all together. <laughs> Earth-23 is um, where Super Obama comes from. And... Uh, uh, he is actually Superman, uh, but he's president of the United States. And I was surprised. It turns out he actually was based on Obama. Oh. That's what Grant Morrison, Grant Morrison was basing that character on on Obama. Oh, I know that. So, um, Earth 24, 25, 27, and 28, all question marks. But Earth 26, Captain Carrot and his zoo crew. And I love that specifies that on his world there are cartoon physics. Yes, his world was briefly destroyed, but the so-called cartoon physics governing this world permits the inhabitants to survive almost any known physical assault. And Earth-29 is Bizarro World. Okay, Earth-30. Daniel, is this Red Sun? That's Red Sun. I've never read it. It's good. I've never that's read a, it. I that, need to. That's going to be on my list of things to read. Spoilers. Yep. If, you, if you liked Masterman, you're probably going to like Red Sun because it's going to be a very similar sort of conceit. Earth-31, global warming, mega tsunamis, and tectonic sh- shifts have created a post-apocalyptic drowned world. It, it's water world. It's, it's water DC world. water world. <laughs> but did you notice it's water world, but uh, is that Aquaman in the back? I don't, they, they didn't really specify that there is an Aquaman. Yeah, I think that this is actually like a piratey Elseworlds type of thing. A piratical Elseworlds, maybe. You know, actually, Matt... And yeah, I definitely get the sense it's pirates, but there's Mara there too. Because if you look at that Aquaman, the the shirtless Aquaman, you'll see he's got A's on his knees. Oh, yep, you're right. And then yeah. and then there's a redheaded lady over to the side who also has an A yep. in her you're totally cleavage. Right. 
but you definitely have Batman, Catwoman, and Superman there as well. I love uh, Earth Thirty Two. I I have no idea what I'm looking at with it's Earth. Just, it's a combo planet, so you've got Bat Lantern, Black Arrow, Wonder Hawk, Super Martian, Aqua Flash, the Justice Titans. I want to see some Earth Thirty Two. Yeah, this is my just favorite original Flash one. Self, I mean. <laughs> What a funky, funky picture. Man, and the yeah, the picture is so cool with these combo costumes. Yeah, I don't think this has ever existed. I think this is original, but I want to see this. Well, an Aqua Flash is a dream for you, Matt. <laughs> I Why do you say that? Well, you like Flash and like Aquaman. I do, that's true. Uh, but I also, I love the look of Bat Lantern. Yeah, basically what you're looking at right here is Earth-32 is the Conan O'Brien, what if they mated sketch. You ever watch that? Yeah, I've seen that. Nope. Okay, well, never mind then, Daniel. So we can't talk too much about Earth-33. This is the Alter Comics universe, so we'll come back to that next time. Yeah. Earth-34. This is another one that's just kind of weird. Really, really weird. One of numerous superheroes based in the city of Cosmoville, Savior was the last survivor of the ancient super civilization of Mu. Sent into the future to escape a doomed past, he inaugurated the Light Brigade along with Herculina, Radman, Goodfellow, Formula One, Ghostman, Master Motley, Cutie, the Stingray, and many others. Yeah, so you basically just get the idea that they're sort of like the heroes we know and they kind of have similar costumes, but... Man, quite a different. Maybe universe. it's Bad Astro City. <laughs> it could be actually. Savior, yeah, Samaritan. Yeah, I could see that. I could see this being an Astro City kind of a. Uh, because I mean, Grant Morrison is definitely playing up on the whole. These are comic book universes that exist. Elsewhere. There's even a Harlequin, a Harlequin-like figure here that could be the the clown hero. Uh huh. It's just been twisted to being female. Yeah. Although the yeah Herculina Radman, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just weird. Earth thirty five Supremo is the greatest hero there. An awesome, it's an awesome pseudo verse. So it's it's got a lot of, again, just kind of rip off characters of of DC character. I mean, not rip off because DC owns them, but um. Yeah, and so a lot of these that we're coming into now are kind of that Elseworlds kind of thing. A lot of them that we're getting into now are DC needed to find 52. Well, Earth 38 is Generations, which was a John Byrne thing, where he, Batman and Superman started work in the 30s and oh. then aged normally. Wait, you skipped 36 and 37. I did, but I'm just saying Earth 38, I recognize. Well, 36 is another one that's similar, but not quite. 37... Is lawless heroes and cynical champions thirty eight? I just, just want to know who Manhunter twenty fifteen is. <laughs> Which one of these guys is Manhunter twenty fifteen? Because if it's the guy with the beret, he kind of reminds me of Grimjack, which would make me happy. Yeah. So then we got thirty eight is Generations thirty nine. This is just kind of a this is totally original as far as I can tell. Kind of a weird one. Agents of Wonder. I love there's a there's yeah. a character named Happy Da Vinci. I was going to say the same thing. Same, same. All right, let's go on. Uh, Earth 40 is... These are the, the evil versions that we saw in the Society of Super Criminals. Yeah. Uh, they're the pirate universe. Earth 41 was... We were talking about image. 42 is the, the cute cute versions of the characters. The kids. 43 is vampire heroes. Oh, yeah, this is uh, Red Rain, right? Is that what it's called? The, I think so. Um, 44, no clue. They're all robots. Yeah. It's the metal men only. They made them in the heroes. So gold Superman, iron Batman, so on. Earth 45 sounds really interesting. But I super hand Superman was created by Clark and Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Yeah. Any idea where that comes from? Nope. Okay. 46 is. The second most mysterious of the seven unknown. Earth 47. Oh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of press coming for this one. Yeah, it's Prez. 
It's uh, the Psychedelic Champions of the Love Syndicate of Dream World, led by Sunshine, Superman, and including Shooting Star, Speed Freak, Magic Lantern, and Brother Power the Geek. The Love Syndicate is financed by the immortal teenage president, Prez Ricard. All is groovy. (laughs) And Prez is going to get a series post-convergence. Prez is going to get a series. I have the four issues, though, of the Prez series from, what is it, the 70s? I'm assuming this in the 70s. Yeah, this is it. I haven't read them yet. I bought them specifically for Comic Book Time Machine because I've always wanted to read them. Daniel, you're right that Prez is coming back, but they're changing the storyline. They're making it a female Prez, a young young girl who becomes president. Yeah. Prez Ricard, though, he showed up in Sandman and ended up becoming kind of a wanderer of the universes kind of thing. If I remember, that's been a long time. Hey, I like Earth 48 because this, again, ties into Crisis on Infinite Earths where you have Lady Quark, um, who's her husband, Lord, no, that, uh, that's Lord not, Quark. I don't think that was his name, though, in the in Crisis. I think it was something else. But yeah, so Lady Quark, who's a, a big character in Crisis, is on Earth 48. And these are all characters who are super beings bred to be protectors of the multiverse. Yeah, the so Earth of the seats. Forerunners. Have we seen this world yet? I'm trying to remember. Every story is a crossover epic. Every event is an event. I think they're kind of making fun of comics, but it is cool that it's called the Earth of the Forerunners. Earth 49, Unknown, Earth 50, the Justice Lords, super-powered versions of our characters from the regular DC Universe, but they're all kind of taking it upon themselves to take over the world and control it and keep it crime-free, I guess. Earth 51 is fragile Earth ravaged by the great disaster. This is commanding. Yeah, men act like beasts and beasts act like men. Yeah, seen in the story. So that is the guidebook. I loved it. Five stars. It is thick and it is your money's worth. Totally. All right. Because I just. Whoa, whoa. Did Ben just say a book that was more than $2.99 was your money's worth? I agree with Matt that every book that I purchased for this series, I'm, I'm going to reread this series. This is I'm just, I'm just saying, you and me in our past history, you're sometimes judgmental about books that are more than two ninety nine, and whether or not it's worth your money. And you just said it's worth the money. I do agree. I think that it's worth money for this. Yep. I do not feel like I have lost out on anything here by spending the few bucks on these books because of the conversations we're having. But not just that, just the fun reads and the interesting thoughts that I've had as I read them. Yeah, 100% agree. And I overall liked the guidebook. I was very surprised that it was more than a guidebook. Me too. And it was tying into the the major, the multiversity arc. That shocked me. Yeah. Now, Daniel, you are what I would call a history professional. You've been educated in history. You specifically like World War II as a time period in American history. How did you feel about Mastermen? I was excited about Mastermen. I was very pumped up. And then I was completely taken off guard because I opened that cover up and I <laughs> see a picture of Hitler <laughs> having some alone time in a bathroom stall reading a copy of Superman, which is ripping on uh, a Captain America con- number one where, you know, Cap Square hits Hitler in the jaw. Here's Superman hits Hitler in the jaw. So, you kind of like that. Man. And I don't know. I think probably only Grant Morrison could probably come up with a, an idea like that. And I'm going to just say this. Jim Lee, he did the pencils for this. Fantastic. Um, if you want this, you got to, you know, go back. I want to say two months from wherever this was. I actually had the dates at one time. I lost them. Shoot. I got it. But, you want me to tell you? Yeah. The Multiversity Masterman number one was released on February 18th, 2015. Man. So so basically, uh, Hitler is uh, uh, taken out of the bathroom, <laughs> interrupted, because they found a spaceship in the Sudetenland, and they can't harm it, they can't break it, and there's a little tiny pilot in it, and when you shoot machine guns at him, well, he doesn't die. What caused them to test out their theory that you could shoot it with machine guns. I'm wondering. <laughs> hey, hey, that's German science for you in World War okay. II. All right. I mean, all right. Um, and basically, Hitler recognizes that this child is 
you know, in fact, what he's been saying for this is the Superman. This is the overman. And this is their strategic weapon to defeat the world. And so we jump forward to 17 years later when a mature overman um, is defeating Washington, D.C. And, and this I'm two, assuming this two page spread was awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. With the planes in the background and he's walking in front here. He's leading the German armies in. Well, he's walking in air in front. Exactly. He is showing that he is superior. And the work here is done. Uh, and then, again, this is we get to 56, and we see a guy who kind of looks like Uncle Sam. And they're saying Uncle Sam is dead, and America's been defeated. And then we jump forward again a few more decades, 60 years, in fact. And uh, Overman is having a dream about Overgirl being dead. And we find out that she's recently died. And they're getting ready to have a state funeral for her. Um, He's having these dreams about her death and broken houses. And he calls together his Justice League. (coughs) I mean the new Reichsman. And we begin to see who some of these folks are. Um, Let me me stop real quick. The image of Supergirl... Uh, it's of Overman holding Overgirl, and it it uh, is an exact copy of the image from Crisis where Supergirl died. So that's good. And then behind the house that is looking on is the one of the evil houses from the Gentry. Yeah, we begin to see the new Reichsmen, who we'll find out include folks like Leatherwing, who's this universe's Batman. Um, Leatherwing is a Von Hammer, who is descended from one of the scientists who originally found Overman. Um, instead of Wonder Woman, we have Brunhilde, who looks more like a Valkyrie than an Amazon, and is very, very angry all the time. Um, we have no Aquaman, but we have <laughs> Underwater Man, which reminds me of a made-up game I used to make up when I was three. Well, it's Underwater Man. So, but he's a very angry-looking version of Aquaman. Um, later, we'll find out that at one point they were fighting on the other side. Yes. And and that really the reason why the Germans allowed the Atlanteans to live is because they thought that Aryans came from Atlantis. So the, the new Reichsmen, and, and there's a few others, they all gather at the uh, memorial service for uh, Ubergirl. <laughs> Ubergirl. <laughs> Overgirl. And uh, while they're getting ready to have this moment, um, someone speaks. And it is the voice of Uncle Sam. And that Uncle Sam is talking about how the people are going to rise and they're going to bring freedom and there's a big brouhaha. So they have to go to the watchtower. I mean, the the Eagle's Nest to discuss their their past sins and what they've done and what they haven't done. And what we find out is that at one point, uh, Superman left the world for three wor- three years. And it seems when Overman returned from his three-year off-world vacation he discovered that hitler had done the camps and hitler had been genocidal and all those things that we equate to evil had occurred and really this is what the new reichsmen are debating Uh, the new reichsmen they are heroes they have saved the earth they have fought against numerous uh cosmic cosmic threats and they have done what we in general would see as being the good work of a hero but they also have to struggle with, well, to be blunt, that they're Nazis. Yeah. And are they ashamed of what they've done or, or haven't done? You know, Van, Van Hammer, you know, he didn't do those things. And my grandfather did what he had to do to survive. Overman, where is his complicity in this? You know, he – I believe he actually has that, that Clark Kent-like, Superman-like moral compass. But he's been brazed by the German Reich. And so he's not homicidal. He's not seeking out to kill people, but he is attempting to maintain the Reich's empire upon the world. And again, where is his blame in trying to hold the the world together? Um, They did get a prisoner, which we will find out later as a member of the Freedom Fighters. And the Freedom Fighters are gathering and it's the traditional sort of freedom fighters that we we've seen before, including Uncle Sam and Dollman. Um, and but what we're finding is that the freedom fighters are being brought together by people who are not the Reichs. 
Um, they are, you know, as said here, Jews, Jehovah's Witnesses, Romani, and Negroes. So, you know, people of color, people uh, like basically gypsies, people of races that have not been accepted by the Third Reich. And they're being given multidimensional technology to become heroes. And we find out <laughs> it's from the Silvana. Parallel so, world technology. Yeah, so Savannah again. They keep coming through. So Superman, I mean, excuse me, Overman and his loveless wife, Lena, who's going to begin to age and die soon, has to head off to, to see uh, Wagner's The Rings Cycle get played. And while there... Of course, there's another attack by the Freedom Fighters. And we begin to question as the Eagle's Nest falls into Metropolis with a mighty crash. Could Overman have stopped it or is this what he wanted? Is this how he's paying for the sins of what he has done? Well, I I got the impression that he... It's hard to know because... Basically, Metropolis falls underneath and and dies because the, the the satellite falls there. And was he trying to? He he says he wanted to end his guilt. So I can't tell. Is he trying to stop it to end his guilt, or is he letting it fall to end his guilt? Yeah. Does this end the empire? I mean, he wanted to end, an end to the bloated, self-satisfied thousand-year empire. Which empire is he killing? You know, he's already defeated the United States. Is he, in fact, defeating the Third Reich with this attempt upon Metropolis? I don't know. What I do know is when you start with Hitler on a toilet in a splash page and end with Superman crouched in the dust of a city that he was unable to save at the end... You know you're in for something interesting. I'm just going to keep saying this. I don't think anybody but Grant Morrison could have done that beginning. Grant Morrison's hit and miss for me at times. This hit really well. Because it does, you know, it feels like he has gone back to looking at history, you know, using the Sudetenland, yeah, calling the watchtower the eagle's nest, which is, you know, a reference to Hitler's retreat. Um, Hitler's you know beliefs are in here it's it really is for me the red sun of the third reich because it's the same sort of conceit where instead of landing in kansas um superman lands in a not so nice part of the world yeah it's good i really really liked it me too five stars this is a surprisingly good series i know i agree well and again i i was cold at with it at the beginning i kind of complained about the fact that you two made me buy number one have you heard me complain about any of these no there's an eight dollar book in here there is <laughs> two five dollar books and an eight dollar book that's 18 bucks for three issues but man is it good and I'm enjoying myself. And I really want to talk about Ultra, but I will wait until our next Multiversity episode. I agree. Everything that we were saying is, I mean, these these three books were great. The series has been great. Ultra comics we've read. It's also great. I can't wait to talk about it. But the final issue, like I mentioned earlier, as we're recording, is coming out this week. So... It'll give us a chance to read it. We can come back together in a couple weeks or maybe a month, talk about those two final issues, and then give our overall thoughts on multiversity. You know, though, again, here's an, a quick thought real quick. Because uh, we're talking about the price point. You know, that these were a little high. Now, this is scheduled to come out on October 27th, 2015, as a collected edition, a deluxe edition. It's going to have a price point of 50 bucks. Yeah, well, I, it's, it's a it'll be a hefty book. Well, but I mean, it's what eight nine issues. Yeah, it'll be fairly hefty. Now, Amazon, you'll be able to get it for thirty four or thirty five. But again, um, not that far off from what we're spending is floppies. 
no i i saw that also daniel on amazon and i think this might be the first time that i've read something in individual comic form that will be about the same price if you were to purchase it in trade or hardcover oh yeah here it is it's it's 35 right now on on amazon well if you if you guys are interested listeners go order this right now before it goes up in price because just like daniel was saying just two days ago i saw it for 50 bucks 448 pages Dang, should I buy and really, should I buy this it's now? Well, it's only the issues that we have. It's not like there's extra stuff in here. I'm assuming they might have you know pages with variant covers and back matter and that sort of thing, but it's really not like there's some you know bunch of tie-in. It's 400 and some pages coming from just what we've been reading. Yeah. Well, the other thing I'll say is reading them back to back today. Reading these three issues back to back, it was a more enjoyable experience. I think. Because those things are fresh in my mind as I move on to the next world. So, good stuff. All right. Well, Matt, Daniel, where can we find you on the internet? You, you can find me at the sci-fi Christian.com. Daniel? Disney.com and welcome to level7.com with the seven all spelled out. And you can find me at welcome to level7.com as well. And my personal website is benavery.com. And strangersandaliens.com is another podcast that I am involved with. So until next time, anyone have some final words for us? I would just like to recommend be safe, kids. Make good choices. <laughs>